Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Yes, it is. Glad to have you. Welcome to the program. Thanks for stopping by. Dr. Jesse, his own self, will be on bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, Dr. Jesse is out of uh, Kansas City. He always brings us great information on COVID, on the therapeutics, on the, the vaccines, on what the effects are, and so on. Plus, he's got a fight with the legislature there because the legislature there has been trying to really clamp down on those who are healthcare um, providers, and they shouldn't be. Not even a little bit. They just just leave leave them alone. Let them do what they do. And this has to do with prescribing, you know, off label drugs like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. We get into a bunch of stuff with Dr. Jesse. He always brings it every single time. Make sure you stick around for that. Got that for you. Plus. Believe it or not, believe it or not, there is news on Beto. Now, people were very angry when he um, when he lost, when he dropped out of the presidential race. Because they, they literally would write me and say, well, we won't get to hear you say Beto anymore. <laughs> they were very unhappy. Very unhappy. So he's back. He's back. And we'll get to say Beto, Beto, Beto. O'Rourke, the Irishman. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. You know what I mean? It's like you've got a couple of different... Accents you can throw in there. One ethnicity is a real one. The other one's a fake one. I'm just going to throw it out there. We've also got a PAGS parody for you this hour on a Friday. Yes, indeed. Let's go. Uh huh. What movie is that from, Carrie? The Freedom Song? Yes, absolutely. Such a good scene. I love that scene. Aretha brought it. 888-941-7247, 888-941-PAGS, whatever's on your mind, fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. You'd rather email or go through social media, just stop by JoePags.com. We now have the parody from yesterday featured on the page. So if you missed the parody from yesterday, go to JoePags.com. Click on it. I have put the words on uh, Crack Pipe Zero, and you can sing along as we do it, which I'm pretty sure... Um, I heard from Carrie's kids. Uh, she was doing it last mm-hmm. night. When I posted that, she actually Aww. clicked on it, sang along with the rumbles. So uh, God bless you, Carrie, no, for I making that happen. I didn't do it, and you didn't talk to my kids. So, yeah. Well, prove that one. That prove is. I didn't talk to your kids. I Pro- can ask that. them. They're going to tell me no. They right. Have you asked them pass. already? No. So as of right <laughs> now, you don't to. really know. Are you 100% I, sure? I, I am, yeah. Is there a I chance am. I talk to one or both of your kids? No. About no how you treat them? Is there any... Chance what? that it, what? I treat them. What mm-hmm. about, about no. mom's attitude? Any any chance? I talked to you. You're saying there's zero percent chance. There is zero percent chance that you talk to my kids. All right. Listen. You know, as as a quote, I'm doing air quotes here. Journalist, you should probably be a hundred percent sure before you say you're hundred percent sure. You know what I'm I am hundred percent sure. Well, have you gotten information yes, from the subject of this story? Have you talked yeah. to your children specifically about whether Joe Pags talked to them? Well, then you don't but really I know, do you? Not. I really Fake don't. news. I really do. I 
That is not fake news. You have not talked to my kids. The complicit mainstream media right here. Carrie Lucky. Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> but I get out there. All right. I did a parody yesterday. Uh, crack Pipe Zero. Go there. Click on. Uh, it's right there. The big picture, babe. Click on my big face. And you can sing along with that, with that song, JoePags.com. I will post this one tonight on Rumble, and then we'll get it up on the website later. Um, but I did another one today. So I thought the truckers needed needed some para. I think I thought they needed a voice to really lift them. And if anybody listen, if somebody needs a, to be lifted, mine is the voice. What? <laughs> you think so? Okay. What? All right, all right. I'm hold sure on, Luke. I'm it. talking to your mom. Hold on. <clears throat> so talking to my mother. No, I said, hold on, Luke. I'm talking to your mom. Oh, I was talking to your. I was talking no, to your son. You, you are to your not son. talking to Luke. You are. Oh, not. look at that. Doesn't Jake know what I'm on? Stop calling, buddy. Okay. <laughs> So, you would be so bad if I talked to both of them. I would. You just would be so bad because you'd be like, I have to retract my statement from yesterday. All right. So, um, (laughs) I did a parody and I based, I'll just tell you, I based it on, um, um, uh, Eastbound and Down from Jerry Reed from Smokey the Bandit. I just thought it made sense because it's truck based and the truckers really do need our support. Little Pags parody for you. Breaker one nine. We stopped here in Ottawa. What do you want us to do? Big rigs are down, those Canucks ain't trucking. They're going to park the tyranny subsides. They've got a long way to go, but you know they ain't budging. Drop the mandates, they will move their rides. They were driving, pulling their loads. Then came word from Trudeau. Get back store, we'll quarantine your ass. But the truckers said, hold on now. It's not like this is Moscow. We'll just park it, not let you pass. Big rigs are down, those Canucks ain't trucking. They'll stay parked, the government backs down. They've got all the stuff we need, not sure when it's coming. Drop the mandates, they'll head into town. Big rigs are down, block the bridge from Windsor. You can't get to Canada from Detroit. They're not asking much. Don't dictate their health care. Back up and they'll go from here to there. Oh, government, stop their cash. GoFundMe can kiss my ass. We sent them money to support freedom. To bypass the Gestapo. Keep turn to give, send, go. Then they changed the law to stop that cash. Big rigs are down. They'll go back to trucking. Soon as those sick mandates are all dropped. We know B-Gov and the press Lie to change our mindset We support freedom, these rules must stop Little big rigs are are, are, are stopped Where are they parked, where are they done The, the big rig song is for the, the eastbound and down It's for the truckers, it's what we do We're trying to bring it, let, the, let those um, You gotta let those truckers know man We appreciate their, their striving for freedom Big rigs are down is what I called it So we'll post that later on When I get off the air tonight uh, And after the drive home, Carrie, after the long drive home We're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the yeah. studio and I'll finish that. We'll get it posted as soon as we can over on Rumble. A lot of people are reacting positively to that. Now there's a reason why I brought up that though. And by the way, just for those who don't understand, and you're in the state of Texas and you think this guy is owed some sort of a political position, he seems to think he's owed something. The senator's job, the presidency, now he wants to be the governor now. There's gonna be a bunch of outside money coming in. This guy's name is Robert Francis Um O'Rourke. Robert Francis O'Rourke. There are many of you listening to my voice right now in Texas who think his mother's from Mexico. She's not. He's a fourth-generation Irish-American. Nothing wrong with that. I've got some Irish in me. 
That's fine. There's absolutely not. I love the Irish people. It's fine. But he he keeps on calling himself Beto. Now, he says that when he was growing up in El Paso, all of his classmates called him Beto, which I guess could be short for Roberto, could be short for Umberto, could be short for Alberto. Um, But his name isn't any of those things. His name is Robert. And then he presented some shirt where he's like four or five years old. And on the front of the shirt, it said his name, B-E-T-O. I'm going, what? Carrie, did you have any kind of shirt like that when you were a kid? Let's write her <laughs> oh, name on the no. front of the shirt. I've never seen that. <laughs> um, I don't think so, no. I played sports when I was growing up, mainly baseball. And we always had our name in the back of the jersey. And it was always our last name. It wasn't, you know, B-E-T-O or J-O-E-Y or something or C-A-R-I on, on the front of a shirt, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, well, how did that solve the problem? So I don't get it. Now, there are people who really firmly believe that he is Mexican or Hispanic in descent, and he's not. Um, the interesting part is when you see his bumper, I, I live in Texas. We, we This show emanates from Texas. When you see a, a bumper sticker for Beto O'Rourke, for Robert Francis O'Rourke, um, it all says B-E-T-O. The big, uh, the big, you know, gigantic signs on the roadways. The billboards all say B-E-T-O. And people literally believe there's some connection there. He's doing it on purpose. So there isn't. Now, that doesn't mean he's not a good candidate. It just means he's a liar when it comes to his ethnicity. But but for me to say he's a liar, some of you might think that's my opinion. Carrie, did this guy say he was going to take away our, a- our AR-15s and our AK-47s? He's going to take those away? Yes, he did. Okay, well, you've got a story where he actually he actually says something different. Fill me in. Yep, from the blaze, former U.S. Representative Beto O'Rourke, who has previously advocated requiring Americans Beto. to sell certain firearms to the government Beto. and declared that we're going to take your AR-15, recently said he's not interested in taking anything from anyone. What? O'Rourke lost a 2018 U.S. senatorial contest to incumbent GOP Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. He then pursued a presidential bid in 2019, but later that year. Now the Democratic politician's running for Texas governor, but even if he manages to win the Democratic primary, a securing victory in the general election could be a difficult task. And the last time a Democrat won a Texas governor's race was in 1990. O'Rourke appears to have a history of flip-flopping on the gun issue. In 2018, he said of anyone who had already bought an AR-15, if you own it, keep it. But during a Democratic presidential primary debate in 2019, O'Rourke declared... Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're going to take your AR-15. If it's a weapon that is designed to kill people on the battlefield, we're going to buy it back, O'Rourke tweeted along with a clip of his debate comments. KLTV recently reported O'Rourke was asked about his 2019 comments about taking away firearms. In a video clip, the candidate says, I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment. I want to make sure that what? we protect our fellow Texans far better than we're doing right now. I'm sorry, Asking what? website yeah what i want to do is protect the second amendment he said that yes what i want to make sure that we do is defend the second amendment man this guy is just a prolific liar i mean the the left they just lie man it is crazy to me he literally said hell yeah we're going to take away your ar-15 and your ak-47 he said hell yeah we're going to take those away we're going to buy him back if they're made to go to war and kill people, and neither one of those is, I mean, the AR-15, nobody in their right mind would take an AR-15, single-shot AR-15, to war. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a war machine, a war machine. But, I mean, people in war, they also carry pistols. Are they war machines, too? It doesn't make any sense. But, they, I mean, but, but let's, let's just get rid of all that. Beto is a liar. He li- he's lying. Now, Carrie, in the entirety of the story, does he say, well, I didn't mean what I said then, or I apologize for saying that, or I misspoke 
in that soundbite? Does, does he even reference that or he just says, no, 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 uh, I'm just here to defend the Second Amendment? Yeah, uh, I'm. that's what he says on the last uh, paragraph was on his campaign website or work. says he thinks we need to reduce the number of AR-15s and AK-47s on our streets and that it is far too easy for Texans to get their hands on weapons of war that are designed specifically to kill people in masses in as little time as possible. Not, neither of those weapons is designed for war. Um, but again, I can make the argument that, you know, a bayonet was a, was a war-designed weapon. Can we not have that one? And, and again, he says we're looking to reduce the number of them? Yes. Is that, what he meant when he, is that what he meant when he said, hell yeah, we're going to take away your AR-15? That, I don't think that's just, a, that's just a push. Hey, let's reduce it, pal. I don't think that's what, he, that's what that is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe you guys out there watching and listening know better. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Go there, send me an email, scroll down to the bottom, just click on uh, on contact. Maybe you understand the lingo of a leftist better than I do. It seems to me that he said, hell yeah, we're going to take away these two rifles. And now he's saying, we just like to reduce the number of rifles. And then he said, I'm not looking to take anything away. And then he says, I'm just going to defend the Second Amendment. So which better should I, should I believe? Which one? I don't know. Carrie, do you know which one I should believe? I really don't. No. Awesome. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. Thank you for taking the time. Dr. Jesse Lopez at the bottom of the hour. Dr. Jesse always brings it because it's been brought in and uh, he doesn't mess around. We, we get great information from him about what's happening in Kansas when it comes to healthcare workers and providers and with the legislature, the games the legislature is playing there are kind of stupid. We'll get into the, the stupid. We'll get into that. We'll certainly do that. And uh, we'll talk about ivermectin. We'll talk about hydroxychloroquine, other therapeutics. We'll talk about uh, whether any kids two years old or five years old should be getting these mRNA vaccines, whether there's an issue with women's time of the month. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Uh, Women's time of the month, whether that's affected somehow adversely by these vaccines. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about, listen, we've got a lot to get to with the doctor, and he's always so gracious with his time. We'll get to that at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, reminding you about Stamps.com. Stamps.com, for over 20 years now, think about this, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses now. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of USPS rates, that's a lot of money, and 76% off of UPS doesn't matter really what you're getting done. If it's online shipping, you're going to save a bunch of money here. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies, nor equipment. When you're up and running, and that's going to happen in minutes, you start printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you'd like to send it. So here's what you do. Go to the website right now, stamps.com. Stamps.com, sign up with promo code PAGS for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage in a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Go to stamps.com right now. That's the website, stamps.com. Click on the microphone you're going to find at the top of the page. Enter my code when you see the box. Start saving a bunch of money with stamps.com today. 
We go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be John in uh, Logan, uh, Logan County, Oklahoma. John, what's going on? Hi. Sir, can you hear me? I can. Talk to me. I mean, you're a speaker, but speak up for me. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, all good. Go yeah, hey, uh, I got a question for you. I have a background in military, 28 years in the Army. I'm a paratrooper. Thank you. Uh, but before the war started, I was with uh, military narcotics, counter-drug program. I'm a DEA uh, certified agent, went to the school, but I only worked for the Army. So question. We have the administration giving away crack pipes. All right. This was yesterday. Ben, you had some great shows on this discussing it and how it's going on. Thank you. Question. Every every state in the union, all right, has felony laws against utilizing these these narcotics. Yes. All right. So if yes. the government gives you <laughs> the tool by which to utilize the illegal narcotic, is it still illegal? I would guess that what's going to happen is the government's going to dole out money and they're going to say, hey, communities, we'll give you X amount of millions of dollars to allow people to come and smoke crack there with a pipe that we give them. And before they leave, they will dispense of the pipe. I think if you're in a federal facility, almost like think about it this way. There were courthouses in Portland that Donald Trump sent when he was president to protect those courthouses. He sent the National Guard. The National Guard couldn't stop Antifa on the streets of Portland but they were able to to keep safe the actual courthouses that Antifa was trying to burn down. I think that what the Biden administration would say is, if they're in these federal facilities that we're funding, you can't touch them. If, if they walk out with the crack pipe and you find it, you can charge them with paraphernalia if you, if you want, but they can do it while they're in here. I think it's a great question. I mean, it's, a, it's a legal quandary, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, former narcotic band, you know, we're going to, we're seeing the, what used to be felonies being turned into misdemeanors or no uh, no legalities whatsoever uh, as it's going down that road. Uh, we all know about, you know, long-term disability products and stuff and people yeah. can't get off of them and the addiction. Well, this is absolutely going to explode the addiction rate in this community. Well, I think that's what they want to do. I think they want to do that to keep on controlling people in that community. And I will make this other, uh, I want to mention this, just see what you thought, what you think about it. I've got a couple of minutes left. Um, Let me mention this. If the feds um, let them smoke crack in these federally funded facilities, they're allowing law-breaking in the facilities. These are all controlled substances. You're not allowed to have crack cocaine. You're not allowed to smoke crack cocaine or do methamphetamine or heroin. So the federal government literally is using its own judgment to ignore the laws they know are on the books to allow this to happen. So as a DEA guy, if, if, you, if, you're, if you're in the DEA or still, if you still were, what would you do with that if the federal government told you, don't worry about crack or, or heroin or, or meth in these facilities? Exactly. Exactly. You, you've taken a felony and made it legal. Yeah. Okay. So you can't enforce it. it <laughs> it's a double standard. So you're providing them with the ability to use the narcotics that are illegal. Therefore, these people going to court, whatever, to you know, they're claiming they'd have to clear, and their attorney would claim the legality that the government provided it for them. It's weird. It's just it's crazy. It, it, it's mind-boggling, sir. It is mind-boggling, and I agree with you 100. percent I believe it's done on purpose. 
No, without a doubt, because that's how you control people. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, John, for, for, your, uh, for your great service. And thanks for calling in on this very interesting topic. Um, it's, about, it's about population control. It's about keeping control of these minority communities generally. You're talking about racial equity with crack pipes, which is crazy. Uh, it's also, it's the same thing along the same lines, but much more dangerous uh, to people wearing masks. We're not going to talk to each other. We're not going to socialize. We're not going to discuss important issues of the day. And therefore, they can get away with just about anything. I've always understood that that law enforcement had discretion, but discretion to let somebody smoke crack and do heroin and do meth, really? It's crazy. And actually facilitating it. Keep it here. Dr. Jesse Lopez when we come back. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's always a pleasure to have this guy back. He's become a quick friend of mine, and of course, he's a great doctor. It's uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. Doctor, how are you? Good to see you. Doing pretty good today. How about you, Joe? I'm doing very well. I know that you're in good spirits because there's sun there in, in Kansas City, so you're happy about that, right? <laughs> yeah, good temperatures. <laughs> well, now, we haven't talked to you in, in a couple of weeks. The last time we spoke, you were going to go and speak in front of a board. Is this the Board of Health? Is this the legislature? Who, who are you talking to in Kansas? Well, I actually went to speak before the Public Health and Welfare Committee because they were considering a bill that would protect providers who are utilizing early treatment for COVID from being uh, basically retaliated against by state pharmacy boards or state boards of healing arts, et cetera, and to also protect physicians from having their credentials uh, possibly removed or, or challenged because they're doing early treatment against COVID. And so that was the big push. And by early treatment, we're talking about ivermectin, monoclonal antibodies, all that stuff? More along the lines of things like fluvoxamine, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, other medications that have been utilized that have been successful in keeping people out of the hospital, right. but hasn't been widespread uh, use in the um, in the healthcare field. But another angle there, Jesse, was that they also are trying to push vaccine mandates on healthcare workers too, and you were fighting back against that, right? Well, we were fighting back against that, but we were really working for trying to be able to get that care to our patients. That was first and foremost. You know, when the um, Supreme Court decided that all the healthcare workers had to get vaccinations uh, in the state here of Kansas, um, our senators held a special uh, legislative session this summer and basically put together a law that allowed us to be able to claim a religious exemption without having to justify that. So so that didn't affect us, thankfully. Uh, It's uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez, inspiration.health, inspiration.health, go there. We're seeing all these studies come in, and I want to talk about a lot of them in a moment. But let's let's continue with this board. I guess this is a, a committee put together by the state legislature. And I know that you went there, and it looked like they were really slow footing it on you guys. You, they were dragging their feet. They were not getting you in front of their. I mean, they were. I mean, honestly, they, it's like they made you all go, and then didn't didn't hear you, thinking that. And this is our assumption, thinking that you wouldn't come back for a follow up hearing. T- tell me what it was. I mean, because you went there, you were geared up. You're ready to go. You have all your information spelled out. You're incredible with what you teach me every day. You were ready to go, but you didn't get to to speak the first day, did you? No, we didn't. As a matter of fact, the bill was just simply introduced. And then one of the opposing senators was asking questions about the bill. And that question was being answered. And then we weren't allowed to basically express our proponent 
ideas on this particular bill. And so they told us we would have to come back the next day. Now, you know, this is seven or six doctors that are going to testify, plus there are other physicians, plus patients that came to testify. And so that evening I was sitting at home, I was watching TV, and guess what comes up on the news? It was a story about this particular hearing with this senator in opposition. And then it goes to the chief medical officer at the University of Kansas Hospital talking about the bill and how dangerous it was and how these early treatments were dangerous, et cetera. And we since then extended an invitation for a symposium with the physicians at this particular institution because we want to have a dialogue. We want to have a debate. We want to discuss early treatment. Show us why you think this won't work. We'll show you why it does. Show us why you think what you're doing in the hospital by itself works versus what we're doing in early treatment. And we just found out today that they refused our invitation. Yeah, but Jesse, why does there have, why does there have to be a debate? I mean, we know ivermectin works out of India. We know that there are 77 studies now that show that it is effective in the early stages or in a preventative stage for COVID-19. That's without a doubt. Hydroxychloroquine, they use it in Nigeria uh, because they've got malaria problems there. They use uh, hydroxychloroquine, and guess what? Their per capita COVID cases are way lower than the national average or the international average per capita. So what is their problem? Who are they to say it's dangerous? There was one study that was proven to be flawed and false about ivermectin. What else are they hanging their hats on? Well, that's the one they keep referring to. As a matter of fact, on this news story that happened to be on... It's been debunked, hasn't it? Hasn't it been debunked? Hasn't the the study been debunked? The the study was uh, withdrawn, uh, but that's what they always go to. And if you go to multiple websites, especially the website called uh, uh, c19early.com, it has a, a plethora of all of the studies, good, bad, and otherwise, and puts all the data together. And there's over 77 randomized controlled trials on ivermectin alone about the benefits when it's utilized in early COVID care. And they just want to follow the traditional narrative of the FDA and the World Health Organization. And of course, all that's tied back to big pharma, anything to score for big pharma, instead of looking at these ways that we've been utilizing that have been helping patients and have been saving lives. And so uh, it's, it's, just it's a national phenomenon. Even uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, he's tried to uh, to debate people. Steve Kirsch, uh, he's tried to debate people. They won't come debate us. They won't come talk to us about it. They just call us names on the news right. and tell us we're charlatans and never confront us face to face. Well, and that's the game. I mean, it's just, it's Dr. Jesse Lopez, by the way. Inspiration.health. Go there. He does telemedicine. Inspiration.health. Go and talk to him. He's, he's amazing. Um, but that's always the case. Joe Rogan is being canceled. And like an idiot, he apologized the other day. He's being canceled because he had Malone and McCullough on. I've had Malone on, McCullough on, Urso on, you on many times. Um, I've got uh, Tom Renz, the lawyer, on many times. You guys all have proof. You can back up everything you say. The data is not uh, your opinion. It's not anecdotal even. It is empirical data now. Uh, studies when it comes to, to the early treatments and also studies when it comes to the effects of the COVID-19 vaccines. So they can't debate because they know they're going to lose. They would rather say, well, wait a second. Neil Young says Joe Rogan spreading disinformation. Therefore, Spotify should drop Joe Rogan. And again, Neil Young doesn't know what he's talking about. Somebody told him to say that. Neither does David Crosby. Neither does uh, Joni Mitchell. These people don't know Peter Frampton. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. You do. And the doctors that we just mentioned know what you're talking about. But it's easy to claim disinformation and misinformation if you're not willing to say, well, here, I'm going to quantify it now. Let me show you why it's mis or disinformation. That's the game. Were you afraid early on, Jesse, two years ago? Were you afraid to stand up like you are now? And by afraid, I don't mean you're a scared guy. You're not. You're, you're, you're certainly a brave guy. But were you afraid that you would be canceled if you didn't get in line? 
not two years ago, because two years ago, we really didn't know what we were dealing with. And so we were kind of listening, kind of following the advice. We were a little hyper vigilant. And then as I started to research more and more, listen to other learned scientists and physicians, then I really started to see that the wool was being pulled over our eyes. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing easily, Joe, was when they basically made it so that we have to just stand back and watch and that we can't participate and do everything possible to help our patients. When they postured that way, then I knew something wasn't right because never before in medicine have we been asked to stand back and do nothing when we have any tool available that we could use. Try anything, try everything so that we could save lives. And that's what made me realize that something was wrong. And you know what else makes me realize that something is wrong? We've extended out this invitation for debate and discourse, and it's still going to happen March 2nd here in Kansas City. Dr. Peter McAuliffe has agreed to come. Dr. Pierre Corey has agreed to come. Dr. Luttrell. These are national leaders, well-versed in the science of these early interventions. So... Why do they refuse to come? Are they afraid that we might be right? Well, here's why, Jesse, and and you know this already. It's a rhetorical question, but here's why. One day, Fauci says, hey, you'll probably have to get a booster every year. The next day, the CEO of Pfizer that made $36 billion in revenue in one year, most revenue ever by a pharmaceutical company, he also said, hey, good news, you got to get a booster every year. So this is about continuing to to line the pockets of big pharma. Big government is in line with big pharma, is in line with big uh, with big media. This is just the way it is. I mean, if you watch big media, oftentimes the, the news programs are sponsored by Pfizer or sponsored by Merck or fill in the blank. So this is a money game. But we've now got empirical studies that prove many things. Let me ask you a few things. And by the way, inspiration.health is his website. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Um, number one, is it true that there are increased happenstances of, of myocarditis um, in men, in males, 30 years old and younger, maybe even older, um, because of mRNA technology? Taking these vaccines increases their chance for myocarditis. True or not? Absolutely true. Absolutely true. This is proven in the traditional VAERS system as well as the open VAERS system. And it's way more significant than what we're being led on to believe. Okay, uh, another question, because people needed to hear that. It's, it's without a doubt that is, that's empirical. It is not, the, the American Heart Association put out that paper that you showed me that said exactly that. We found an increased happenstance, and you, you educated me on this. Once you have it, it doesn't go away. It's not like myocarditis and cardiac issues come when you took the vaccine, then they go away once the vaccine wears off. You, you now have a damaged heart, right? Absolutely. And that's what we're finding when the te- with the testing that can be done, that you can actually see in the children that this is going to be most likely permanent damage, permanent scarring. And what the pediatricians try to do to basically alleviate that potentiality is put the children on medications like methotrexate. Methotrexate is to decrease that inflammatory response, but it also affects the immune system. It suppresses the immune system. So when you get a child who gets the vaccine and they get myocarditis and then they put them on methotrexate, it's actually putting them at increased risk for any kind of infection because they're suppressing their immune system with what's supposed to be the cure for the myocarditis. The survivability rate, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, for children is 99.998%. Jesse, is there any reason you can think of why Fauci is pushing for kids as young as two to get a shot? Well, I think pushing for that is actually, in my mind, unethical because the data is not there. 
I was pleased to see that they've pushed these hearings off that were supposed to happen this week on the vaccinations for those less than five to probably two months out. But the data from Pfizer shows that the dosing that they were utilized for the ages two to four are not effective. The total number of deaths in the country has been 210 deaths for those less than the age of five. Out of how many deaths? Seven or 800,000? Uh, well, if you think of all of the children in this country under the, under the age of five, there's only been 210 deaths. No, no, I, no, no, I'm with you. No, I agree with you, and that's a great number. But what I'm saying is the number of deaths we've had total in America is seven or 800,000. You're saying 200 were kids? Yeah, I've less and we, than and we, we, we want to give shots to all of them. Yeah, at less than the age of five. I'm talking about that, that new group that they want to try. Yeah, makes make no it sense. mandatory for or offer it to. And there's, there's not any data there, number one. When they put together the recommendation for those older than the age of five, clear up to the age of 15, uh, Dr. Rubin, who's on the advisory committee, said, hey, we're never, we're never going to really know what the adverse effect is of this vaccine until we actually start using it. So basically, it's experimenting with our children. Wow. And now they want to experiment with those less than five. And that is in published data. Those are his words that he used on the advisory committee. Well, how does that not go against the Nuremberg Code? How how does that not say informed consent doesn't matter? We have no clue what's going to happen here, but take the shot anyway. I mean, that's what they're pushing. They're actually pushing for us to not have any information whatsoever. Let's take it and then find out what happens. This isn't like Nancy Pelosi saying, let's read the bill to find out what's in the bill, as stupid as that is. This is literally putting people's lives in danger. You would agree? Absolutely, because when you say informed consent, I will tell you if they say they are giving informed consent, I will tell you that they are lying. They are not giving informed consent. And that is the danger with this. If you look at TV, here's my proof. If you look at TV late at night and you're watching TV, what do you see? You see advertisements for different types of drugs and medications, and they always talk about this might cause this particular problem. This might cause this issue and this issue. It could be cancer, diarrhea, or constipation. They talk about it. But if you see an advertisement for people to get the vaccine late at night from the NIH or from some other state institution, they say nothing about any potential adverse effect. You you know why, right? Because they're not FDA approved and only FDA approved drugs have to give that disclaimer. These drugs don't have to because they're not FDA approved. The the fake FDA approval they keep on telling us about isn't real because those drugs aren't available. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health. Inspiration.Health. Can taking this vaccine, an mRNA vaccine, adversely affect a woman's menstrual cycle? Absolutely. That was reported early on. Reuters now admits it. Reuters just admitted today that that's true. It's funny. Jesse, let me ask you this. a very general question, but it's very specific, too. They keep on saying the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, and now these news, these so-called news organizations, they keep on saying the science has changed. It hasn't changed, has it? We've been talking about this for more than a year, and you haven't changed anything. All of a sudden, they're all agreeing with you. Exactly. Well, you know, the uh, Dr. Wynn on CNN doing the same thing. Uh, actually, she said the science has changed now. Uh, there's the concept of one-way masking. I'm like, What? What do you mean one-way masking? Well, if you're wearing the mask, now we know that it can also protect you from somebody who's not wearing a mask. So if you're wearing the mask by yourself and you're in a room with people that aren't masked, you're going to be fine. You're going to be protected. Because Since day one, we've said that. Masking. Since day one, you've said it. Thank you. I've said it like the dork on the radio. I'm not even a doctor, and I've said that. If you're afraid of me not wearing a mask, wear a mask. That'll protect you from me. I don't need to protect myself from you. Having said that, the CDC now also admits, Jesse, that wearing a mask wasn't as effective as they thought. Oh, and the lockdowns weren't effective at all. In fact, they did nothing to help stop the spread. Surprised by any of that? 
I'm not surprised, and I am surprised because we're coming into an election year, and I think there's a lot of politics That's why. about that. And I think what's really important for everyone to remember, and I'm going to hold this uh, to heart as well, is that when they uh, when the narrative starts to change like this, we cannot let up. We have to keep pushing for change. We have to make sure that this never happens again. We have to continue to take over our school boards and our hospital boards and our state legislatures. We cannot let our guard down as they quote change the science. Well, well, Jesse, if we, if we don't if we don't follow what you just said, we don't heed your advice. What's going to happen after November is all these mass mandates come back. All of a sudden, all these requirements and vax requirements will come back. You have to stick firm to the truth, and that's why I wanted you back on, because you have been telling us the truth the entire time. Anything anybody ever said Lopez got wrong has now been proven right by the side those other people were on, which boggles my mind. I'll give you the last word. What's going to happen in Kansas? Um, will, you're going to have this get-together. You're going to put real information out there. Are they going to back off of the, um, of the issues that you're having with these early treatments? Are you going to be able to continue to give them? Well, we're going to continue to do it. The bill is before the Senate, and hopefully the bill will be passed. It's already passed the House. So if this bill passes the the Senate, then it will go into effect if the Democrat governor signs it. If she doesn't, I'm hoping that we have enough um, in the House and the Senate to override her veto like they did the redistricting issue here in Kansas. Um, And the other little caveat is they added in an amendment um, that if those children who are required to get a vaccine – puts in for a religious exemption that they do not have to justify that to any governmental agency, school board, et cetera. So that was another win that got out of the particular committee. A lot of those exemptions were not accepted. So I'm glad that 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 is going to be accepted. Now they have to be accepted. It's the first amendment. You can't tell me that my religion, my religious belief is not as important as you and your thoughts. All right. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez, inspiration.health. Give me that COVID website again. I've got to run. Give me that COVID website. It's c19early.com. Perfect. C19early.com. C19early.com. Jesse, thanks a million for your friendship, the incredible knowledge, and I want you back on again either next week or the week after. We'll just keep on doing this and keeping people informed. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Appreciate you hanging out. Thanks a lot for being here. It is the Joe Pag Show. Not a ton of time left. Let's do some pop culture. Ah! Dirty pop. Yo. All right, Pete, now's your time to shine. What do you have for me? Time to shine. Well, it looks like Kanye West and Julia Fox are uh, cooling off a bit. They've been living on separate coasts, and I think she's a little tired of him going after Kim and still begging for her back. So that was a quick one. It's already fizzling out for Kanye. Should I know who Julia Fox is? Uh, she's an actress. She was in Uncut uh, Gems. She was kind of the shining okay. star of, of that uh, movie. So I will look her up. I do not know who that is, but but you, you brought it very well. Good job, man. CJ, do you know who, who that is, Julia Fox? I don't, but I do know what Uncut Gems is. So. There you go. Uh, we got to get out of here. That's CJ in for Sam. That is Pete in for Polo. For Carrie, I'm Joe Pags. We're back on uh, the weekend tomorrow. The rest of us will see you back Monday. Bye.